to Crass with me Paul Austin and me George Walsh. It's a really special episode uh, today listeners because we're actually in the room together. Face to face. I'm sitting opposite George, he's got his headphones on. Um, it's kind of, it's, do you know what listeners, it's going to be a bit of a weird one. I've got really bad hay fever so excuse me if I sniff or sneeze or anything like that. Um, you know it's, it might be a bit more casual than normal but I think let's try our best to make it sophisticated and civilised. Yeah. Okay, crikey. Shall we um, get on with the with a feature? Yeah, well, um, obviously normally I'd start with a question, George. Yeah. Uh, but since I'm staying in your house uh, mm. for this bank holiday weekend, I thought, thought I'd better get you uh, some gifts uh, oh, as a sort of, <laughs> as repayment. So uh, here you go, I've got this bag. Now, I don't know whether to hand you gifts one by one, or just, you know what, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna hand you the bag and you can, uh, you can take out what you like. God. <laughs> Right, so it's uh, well, the the dog. By the way, is quite interested in what's in the bag. Yeah, we're in the room with a dog. That's the, probably the sound you're hearing. Is it's it's paws on the um on the wooden floor. I'm gonna treat this like a lucky dip. Okay, good idea. So first up, we have. Oh, <laughs> it's a can of Monster Energy Ultra. You like that, don't you, George? No. What do we know? Come on. It feels nice. It feels weird, doesn't it? The can. It's got like a kind of weird sort of pattern yeah, on it. Sort of um, embossed effect going on. I thought we could try it. I didn't. Uh, <laughs> some people are impossible to please, and I'm one of them. Not having, not having that. Should I? Uh, You're not having it. You don't want to try a bit of it. Uh, no, of course I don't. We should though, really, shouldn't we? If we're on a podcast, we should open it up and try no. some. You you drink as much of it as you like. It's your present. Are you okay for me to try some? Have it back. Ungrateful, any listeners? I'm not really not looking forward to this, George. I hate energy drink. (laughs) I feel like this is going to set me off on a really bad start. I'm going to feel queasy for the whole show. Might be the first one where you vomit. Smells all right. Do you have a sniff of it? I'll sniff it, but I'm not. It's not even going to try it, listeners. Smells all right. That smells exactly like flucloxacillin, which is. Uh, obviously, a penicillin-based medicine. It's not awful. Um, it just tastes of sugar and kind of chemicals, really. Yeah. That's really disappointing. I thought that I'd blow my fucking socks off, but it's just kind of... <laughs> Once we get, like, to the back end of this podcast, you'll be sort of bouncing off the wall. It's walls. just vaguely unpleasant. Yeah. That's rubbish. Um, I'll put that over here, then. Shall I uh, delve into the bag? It's like Christmas, this, isn't it? Oh, Christ. Well, it's a tin... (laughs) It's a tin of tulip pork luncheon meat. And the serving suggestion is it sort of draped over some brown bread with a bit of cress. Yeah. I think think, um, we should end the show trying that. No. I will. I will. You, you, you can try everything. <laughs> We're not going to do that now because I think that genuinely might make me feel ill. Yeah. But uh, we'll do it at the end. Ingredients. Pork, 77%. Water, pork rind, starch, pork fat, salt, milk, protein. Stabiliser. Stabiliser. 
It's got a whole stabiliser in it. Preservative. Lovely. Lovely. Once opened, transfer contents to a suitable container. Keep refrigerated and consume. Are you going to read the days. whole fucking thing no, out? Right. No. That's Lovely, that it. So, take something else out, yeah, or do you want to examine it. Go the for pork? It, yeah. I'm just, I'm just looking at it. You no. Know. So this yeah. is another drink. Apple and peach and strawberry drink. What's it called though? Tim bark. <laughs> or time bark. <laughs> I don't know. It's Timba! It's really big in Droitwich. Is it? <laughs> Apparently it's also big in Greece yeah. and Arabia. Yeah, should we try that as well? You must be up to for trying this. I'll try Come a on. bit of this shit. Just a bit of fruit. fruit it's in a carton. It's in a kind of Ribena Straws. Bad for the planet. Yeah, they are, but yeah. You lose marks for that one. So what? what I'm, oh, I'm being marked on my present buying. Well, you're making me pollute the... Dying planet, aren't you? Keep it, make something out of it. Don't recycle well, it. That, that sort of sheath that <laughs> the, it came in. The plastic sheath. Let's put it in the. Um... Yes, the foil. It's in a weird straw. Explain what the, the fuck's wrong. What's with the this deal straw? with the straw? It's like it's got. It looks like. Um, you seen the original War of the Worlds film? Yes. It's got like the hood on the on that. It looks like that. Yeah, it's sort of. It's all bent in, it's and really it's got weird. holes in it, and that's freaking me out a little bit. Right, I'm gonna try some. It's not too bad. It's not as good as Snapple. Yeah. But... I'm just going to suck it straight out of the straw that jo No, actually, that's a bit gross. <laughs> I think that's worse than the energy drink. <laughs> it's really sort of... Um... No, it's just... Mm. It's just really disappointing fruit juice, isn't Rubbish. it? It's like a sort of little red guy on the front. Doesn't he look happy, George? <sighs> he looks like a sort of high school... <laughs> Science book illustration of a red blood cell. He does. We'll have pictures of these on the Twitter. Yeah, because you'll all be desperate to see these gifts. <laughs> final um, one. Final one, okay. I can't remember what this one is. Why is this full of bleeding? I don't know, it's a weird bag. The dog is interested in this. <laughs> it's <laughs> from the folks at E. Vadel. We've got a Pavelek bar. Uh, you, you like them, don't you, George? Desarovi Advocat. Advocat. <laughs> Dark chocolate bar with Advocat flavour filling contains alcohol. Actually contains alcohol. God almighty. Oh, don't. We've got to try this one. Come on, George. Bloody Advocat. Jeez. <laughs> um, yep, it's all, all of the information's in Polish. So I obviously oh, no. Let's try don't it. understand what it says. Um, but it is 2.4%. He's stalling. He's stalling alcohol. Listeners. Of course I am. I don't want to eat Advocat I chocolate. I just have a bit of it. Come on. Right. This is exciting. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, look, it's got a funny sort of... Um... Stuff oozing out of it, like... Pus. Is this vaguely racist? No, it's fine, isn't it? You know. God. I'm sure they'd look at... Oh, oh, no. oh. I'm not got, eating this. It's, proper, like, it's like actually got like a liquid filling. It, it looks like oh, pus. just have a bite. Come on. I'm having a tiny bit. Um, <laughs> find a small bit. He's literally put nothing in his mouth. That is awful. Give it oh, oh. oh, that's like the worst liqueur you could get. No, oh, it's not good. This is. <laughs> oh, I put quite a bit in my mouth. Uh, uh, well, thanks for those gifts. Really appreciate those. It's not right. Oh, God. <laughs> that's not great. It's not awful, though. 
No, it is. Which is a bit Sorry. weird when you first have it. It is awful. It's not awful. It's just chocolate and it's a very weak advocate, to be honest. Don't want it on my uh, <laughs> table. <laughs> so there we go. Uh, that's instead of a question this week. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Did you like your presents then, George? No, not really. I, I appreciate the effort, but not really. Three no. quid that set me back buying those, and you don't even like them. Unbelievable. 40p for that bag. <laughs> the bag's probably the best bit. The bag is the best bit, but even that's got stupid slots and I think that's stuff a, um, and wine. For, it's, for, yeah, it's like a wine bag. Wine. My favourite drink is wine, of course. <laughs> now it's time, I think, for another feature, another award-winning crass Loving feature. Well, what crass loving feature? I don't know what What's that, that meant. Mean? I don't know. I don't know what it meant. So over the past couple of weeks, I think telling me what you've been watching this week has gotten a little bit long. Maybe, isn't it? I, I droned on a bit about a few shows. Um, well, last most week. of last week's was completely cut because <laughs> it wasn't funny and it was just long-winded. Yeah. But I've taken that on board, and this week I think we should. Take a different approach to telling me what you've been watching this week. So let's have the jingle and let's get on with it. Telling me what you've been watching this week. You tell them you saw it on the, um, the telly. It's a more quickfire uh, telling me what you've been watching this week, isn't it, George? Yeah. Um, do you want to explain this format you've invented? So because I spend too much time droning on about things, I've decided that Paul should get a TV listings pick shows at random from said listings, and I'll give my opinion on them. I'll try and summarise everything into a sound bite, if possible. Good idea. I'm going to fail miserably, <laughs> but let's give it a go. Are you going to put some music under this, sort of like high-octane high music? Well, I have to now you've <laughs> said it, don't I? Oh, sorry. Christ. Right, okay, so I'm going to begin. I'm going to say the channel they're on first. Right. And then I'm going to say the name of the show. Go! Okay. BBC One, Homes Under the Hammer. Ba, 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 da, ba, 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 da. Not bad. Rubbish programme, but it's sort of strangely addictive in a way. Martin Roberts is a legend. Next. ITV Two, you've been framed. I love Harry Hill, but I don't like watching Granny's false teeth falling out into birthday cakes. BBC Two, Athletics. I don't mind the athletics, but obviously I've not been watching it. Channel 4, find it, fix it, flog it. Fuck knows what that is. <laughs> Try the events, just figure it out. Find it, fix it, flog They find old, like, cabinets, they fix them up and then they sell them for a profit. It's the usual old fucking tripe. Pretty much. Yeah. BBC One, escape to the country. Rubbish. It's just location, 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 but licence fee funded. Yeah, and everyone on it is awful. Yeah. All twats. Yes. Channel 5, Celebrity 5, go barging. Eh? BBC Two, Ray Mears is Northern Wilderness. Don't care where he is or what he's doing. Just don't tell me about it. BBC One, Doctors. Doctors, 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 Doctors. It's terrible. It's just a sort of practice show for people who want to be writers but haven't got the brain power. ITV, Tipping Point. Tipping. One of those push penny arcade machines with Ben Shepard. Ridiculous idea for a show. BBC Two, Antiques Roadshow. It's. The closest to being in a coma a television programme can come, isn't it? BBC Four, Top of the Pops, 1985. Well, what more can you say other than it's just going to be a load of 
songs from 1985. It's going to be an episode of Top of the Pops from 1985 with all the nonces edited out of it badly. That's all it'll be. Pretty much. BBC One, The One Show. One, ba 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 Terrible. Absolutely terrible magazine fluff nonsense. Oh, uh, I mean, it's all, it's crashed. Okay. So that, that's the end of that. I think it went on a bit anyway. <laughs> it did go on a little bit. That was fun, wasn't it? Got some of your quickfire opinions out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it wasn't as successful as I'd hoped, but... Oh, yeah. Well, um, what is... So, George, why don't you... So, <laughs> George. Yes. So, George. Yeah. So, George, yeah. why don't you tell me what else you've been watching this week? Well, it's um, interesting you uh, ask that question it because is. it's almost as if we planned it. Um, because I did notice a commercial on television, and it's the first commercial of its kind in this country um, ever. Oh, and, uh, that's well, exciting. I'm going to play it to you now. There's something a little bit familiar about it to fans of Crass. Here goes. You've done it all. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fantastic. 4.3 million men in the UK experience erectile problems. (laughs) Viagra Connect is now available without prescription. Oh, an actual advert for Viagra. Yeah. Or Viagra. But it's not Viagra, is it? I don't think. Have you ever come across anyone who's pronounced it Viagra? No. No, me neither. No. So, yeah. I, I, uh, I wonder if Steve Harley was pleased to see that advert on the telly. Probably wasn't. He's, I reckon he's probably quite grumpy. Do you reckon he wasn't? No. From what we know about him, he sounds like a right dick. <laughs> Should pop down to Boots then, shouldn't he? <laughs> no prescription needed, as it no. said there. You can get it over the counter. Of course, if you can get it over the counter, you don't need Viagra in the first place. No. It's all gone a bit Lee Mac now, hasn't oh, it? Oh, God. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> Is that it? Is that that? That's, that's, that's what you wanted to... You've got nothing else. We've got to talk about it for a little bit, at least, now. Well, what else is there to say about it? You ever had erectile dysfunction, George? <laughs> I would say one of the things that we do best on Crass is talk about obscure figures from British television. Yeah. Have you got anyone you'd like to talk about today, George? Well, there is this uh, one particular sort of no-mark celebrity that I find really fascinating, uh, of the name Peter Simon, of course. Oh. Who, um, Who's that, George? <laughs> <laughs> Peter Simon is a television presenter uh-huh. who pre- <laughs> presents... I'm being the part of the listener here, like, yeah, kind of... Yeah. Who's that? Who, who are they talking exactly. about? Exactly. Yeah. Who presents primarily on Ideal World, which is a shopping channel on Freeview yes. and Sky. I know it well. And uh, <laughs> he uh, used to be a fixture of Bid TV. Yeah. Before that, he was actually one of uh, the sort of top children's TV presenters in the country. He was on CBBC, presented shows like Double Dare, Run the Risk, Get Your Own Back. But I believe you wanted to talk about Peter Simon. In well, some way. you played me uh, something uh, a long time ago. You introduced me to Peter Simon. Yeah. And one of the things you introduced me to was his novelty record, uh, Simon Says? Uh, Simple Simon. Simple Simon, it's called. Uh, and we've got a copy here. George, you bought you bought this, didn't you? Yeah, it was £2 with postage included. <laughs> and it's worth it just for the cover art, I think. So the cover art is um, Peter Simon. Uh, you can Google what he looks like. Um, 
He's he's kind of got a, he's got very hairy hands, hasn't he? He's got quite looks like an ape man. Yeah, hairier than mine. He's got a very horrible sort of early nineties tie on, um, and he's got both of his fingers in his ears. Yeah, uh, with a kind of crazy uh, wacky expression on his face, um, and awful sort of text around him. Basically, picture an early nineties uh, record. Um, made by a children's TV presenter, and you've pretty much you've pretty you've much got it. you've got it. Yeah. Well, there'll be a picture of it on the Twitter, obviously, and on the back. <laughs> now the back is excellent, I think. There's three pictures. Uh, the, the top and the bottom are just uh, shots of Peter Simon being a bit wacky. He's kind of got his he's got his head turned, and he's got his his hands over his ears. There's a lot of um, hands over ears and covering your ears. Um, uh, there's a motif there. Yeah, it's almost there. like it's a warning <laughs> for the contents. Yeah, a little bit of the um, sleeve. In the bottom one, he's kind of doing a kind of slightly camp um, pointing, sort pointing of thing. Uh, sort of thing. <laughs> and then the middle, <laughs> the middle picture is Peter Simon standing between two um, black men with his thumbs up. <laughs> It's it's the worst thing you've ever I've ever seen. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think we should just get we should just play this song. It's simply wild. Just a little extract of um, Simple, Simple Simon. Simon. Yeah. Um, I think that may be the worst piece of music ever recorded. <laughs> it's it's one of the worst recorded. It's, it's got to be up pieces. there at least. Yeah. That the Blobby song, um, Brown Eyed Girl, <laughs> controversial, <laughs> but um, it's yeah. truly terrible. Well, it's just a headache of a song, isn't it? Let's go through. What's terrible about it? It's badly produced. For what? It's full produced. of very stock um, sound effects, sound effects, and um, very commonly used, very noticeable loops and loops. It's but not in an interesting way. No. Not in a good way. Not in a way that establishes these loops in their own context. Just in a oh well, that that's popular. That bit which goes yeah, we'll use yeah. that. And that bit like how often have we heard that yeah do 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 that like yeah. Every it's so, it's so. Oh god, it's terrible. It's truly terrible. Yeah. Also, my thing, the thing that I always notice about it is, it sounds like he's making it up on the spot. Come on, come on, in the show. Come on, in the baby do. Yeah, he, he doesn't just, know the words. He know, <laughs> he There's like a great he's making it up as he goes along. There is a great clip of him on um, Bid TV being teased about that song <laughs> by another host. He's sort of going, what were the words? And Peter Simon's trying to remember the words, and he obviously fails. He probably he probably remembers them better when he's recalling them, like, 20 years later yeah. than he does when he's recording the song, <laughs> actually. 
uh, the time. It's, it's a pretty funny clip, though. I'll find it. <laughs> What's the B-side? Um, it's an instrumental. Simple. <laughs> so it's just that song, but the instrumental. Well, I haven't listened to it, so you can find out if you want. Or I just, do, you, do you know what? I can, are you too I can, scared of the record player? I'm kind of, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, we can imagine it. It's yeah. just that song without the terrible vocals. Yeah. Why, why do you think he did it? Why do you think he did this? Money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, sums it up, doesn't it? Oh, I don't know much about Peter Simon. Was he really? Was he? Was he genuinely popular? It was really. It was a bigger deal than I thought he was. Yeah, because I came across him via Bid TV, late night browsing of Bid TV. So who would have been his contemporaries at the time then? Um, of... Dave Benson Phillips, mm, perhaps. Well, uh, well, well Sarah Green. remembered. Which one was she? Uh, she did Going Live. Um, he did Going Live as well, yeah. actually. Uh, that sort of era, yeah. kind of just a little bit before our. Time. Okay. Philip, around the time of Philip Schofield or yeah, a bit after? Philip Schofield, um, before he was betrayed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, listeners, you might want to look into Peter Simon now. Maybe we could try and get him famous. Maybe. Maybe we could bring his career back. He, yeah. can, he can't be doing much these days. Well, he just does the shopping shows. Yeah. We yeah. could bring, I think we, you know, we could. We Lots could of... inject his career with a brand new... Do you know, like, Would how you what... like to manage Peter Simon? Uh, no, no, I bet he's a right shit. You know how, like, Warwick Davis, he had, he, was, he had a shitty career, and then, like, Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant did that shitty sitcom for him, and it gave him a bit of a boost. We could do that for Peter Simon. Yeah. I, th- I thought you were going to then sort of launch into a tirade against Warwick Davis, then. No, like, he's fine. He seems like a nice fella. Okay, fair enough. But Peter Simon... I th- to be honest, I think Warwick Davis is probably a bit more talented than Peter Simon. That's well, the problem. Yeah. I mean, he's, he, Warwick Davis has been in Star Wars as a teddy bear. But, you know, that's <laughs> at least that's something. What's Peter Simon done? Huh. <laughs> Next bit. Okay, so now it's time for a brand new feature. Oh, exciting. Yeah. Can't wait. It's a new feature that I've come up with called... Things what get on me tits. Oh, on this here crass podcast, we do have lots of bits. And here's another feature called Things what get on me tits. Yeah, things what get on me tits. Again, George, that's another long one. But I'm, sure, I'm, I'm excited about the feature. It bodes well for the feature, I think, that amazing jingle. Well, thank you. I mean, I think a lot of podcasts and stuff, they have a bit where they go, oh, I'm going to rant now about something, and they sort of go on for too long. Okay. And we're quite well known for going on too long. Well, definitely. So the idea here, much like with the failed telling me what you've been watching this <laughs> week, is to sort of do it a bit in a bit of a concise way. Okay, brilliant. So that kind of means very little research. Very little preparation. I'm inspired by some of the top YouTubers. 42, for example, is one of them. Does absolutely no fucking research. And uh, that's what I'm going to do here. So here's things what get on me tits. Number one, drugs boasting. Uh, Yeah. Okay. Some guy on the radio, right? He was talking about his cocaine addiction. And he was boasting about how it ruined his life. It's like, oh, my wife and kids left me. (laughs) Went to prison. You know, at its worst, I was spending 20 grand a week on coke. And she's like, why is he boasting? It ruined his life. Why is he Why is he there on the radio going like it's a competition? Like someone else is going to ring in and go, well, you know, both of my wives left me 
and uh, and I was spending twenty three grand a week on coke and heroin, and I was shoving smarties up my bum as well. It's like, what? Why are they boasting? This is, you're very angry today, George. <laughs> you did a feature where you mostly. Uh... <laughs> ranted about TV shows you didn't like. You're, you're angry about some YouTube twat who I've never heard of, and now you're and now you're getting all angry about drug boasters. Yeah. Are you all right? You you seem very just grumpy today. It's you well listen to the ending jingle because that will clear up everything. Okay. So long, another feature until we next transmits. They're out of my damn system now Those things what got on me tits Yeah, those things what got on me tits George, obviously that we haven't prepared a um, Crash Channel um, Any pitches for that no. today The Crash Channel ferry remains in dry dock this week <laughs> You know, with that, with that uh, metaphor You've maybe sold me on the idea of calling it the Crash Channel ferry <laughs> Look, I just thought that's what it was called. That's okay, all. Fine. Just... I mean, we've discussed this. We've yeah. gone over this. But instead, I mean, I thought I would bring something over. Mm. Uh, so what I've done is I've um, brought my autobiography with me. Yeah. So I thought I'd read you a chapter from that. Paul Austin, Life Lessons from an Expert. Chapter 78, Three Men and a Baileys, plus one woman and another man. The first night I got drunk was a crazy, hazy summer evening in 2010. It was a mad time in my life. The coalition government signalled the end of life as we know it. Katie Price had chucked Peter Andre for Alex Reed, and that big volcano in Iceland fucked everything up. Myself and my pals Barry Adams, Jimmy Gibbon and Ryan, a group that would later come to be known as the Lonely Hearts Club, had left high school and adulthood beckoned. To celebrate our emergence from this metaphorical cocoon, we decided to have ourselves a party, which was a generous way of describing the process of getting munted on a hill. We'd finally had our real taste of alcohol at a Halloween party the previous year. For more details, see chapter 74, I dressed as a Batman. And had tried it again at our high school prom. For more details, see chapter 77, the second worst day of my life. Barry Adams in particular was extremely fond of drinking, an interest which has now become a hobby, no doubt inherited from his parents, both of whom are now dead. <laughs> We've been planning it for weeks, which is surprising, considering the whole idea of the night was that we'd get a load of cheap cider, take it to a hill and drink it. Once we figured out where to get the booze from, the Lidl, and which hill we'd use, the one behind the Lidl, we pretty much had it covered, but honestly, it was all we talked about. How much do you think y'all drink? I'm going to mix all the ciders together. Can we get some Smirnoff ice too? Why are you a puff? Our outlook on political correctness was quite different to the socially conscious attitudes we hold today, except for Ryan, who remains a shit. The day came, the penultimate day of the week, unless you're one of those idiot morons who consider Sunday the beginning of a week. It was Saturday, and myself and the Lonely Hearts Club ventured to the Lidl. We were not alone, though, as Jimmy Gibbon had dragged along his half-sister Kelly Brookside. Everyone fancied Kelly Brookside. She had a lovely smile, a decent personality, and a nice pair of baps. If I was to describe her in Radio 1 DJ terms, she was like a cross between XT4, now the Good Place star, Jamila Jamil, and Fern Cotton, except 16 years old. We attempted to buy the cheap cider ourselves, but were thwarted by a beardy dickhead who said we didn't look old enough, despite the fact that Barry Adams had his dad's nice jacket on. Kelly suggested we send in Fat Ron, a local homeless man who was happy to buy alcohol for children as long as they didn't drink it all at once and spoil their dinners. 
We gave him the cash, he brought the drinks. Unfortunately, he must have got mixed up in his homeless brain, and instead of buying four big bottles of Frosty Jacks, he bought one bottle of Baileys. This was a bit annoying, but he assured us it was just as good. We went with it, and figured it was probably a more palatable way to get drunk. We deduced from the colour that Baileys was a bit like Yazoo, but with booze in it. Shame he only had the one bottle though. We bid Fat Ron thanks, gave him a chockey bar, and headed for the hill. When we arrived, Ryan revealed a surprise. He bought a tent along. In his mind, this would add an exciting air of camping fun to the whole night. Plus, it meant we wouldn't have to go home at nine. However, it actually turned out to be a massive pain, as instead of spending the last few hours of summer sun having a good time, we wrangled with a crappy tent that was missing six pegs and two poles. By the time it was up, thanks to two large sticks and a load of stones we'd nicked off a kid, everyone was well and truly fucked off. Barry Adams was pacing wildly, shouting at the top of his voice, and quite rightly, kicking Ryan in his leg. <laughs> Jimmy Gibbon had climbed a tree and was gently weeping into a leaf. Kelly Brookside just shook her head and sighed. It was up to me to save the day. I took the large bottle of Baileys out of my bag and held it aloft. Time to get this fucking party started, you pack of twats! I yelled. It went down an absolute storm. Fifteen minutes later, Barry Adams had pretty much polished off the whole bottle. Kelly Brookside had about half a glass, Jimmy Gibbon had a sip, and Ryan and myself didn't get to try any of it. I've never seen Ryan go so absolutely ballistic. You fucking shit! Get off me back, you fat bastard! <laughs> I've got into the wrong accent there. <laughs> Get off me back, you fat bastard! You look like if Michael McIntyre got stung by 60 bees! <laughs> Ryan kicked Barry Adams in his knee. Barry screamed, Ow, me fucking knee! Barry swung a fist at Ryan, hitting him hard in the eye. Blood spurted all over Jimmy Gibbon's head. Stop fighting, you shit! <laughs> he yelled. Kill him, Barry! Screamed, they've all got the same voice. <laughs> Kill him, Barry! Screamed Kelly Brookside. Ryan turned. I've never seen him so angry. His big ugly head was the colour of the Communist Manifesto. He shoved Kelly Brookside to the ground. Ha! Ah, take that, you bloody woman! My heart skipped, skipped, skipped to beat. <laughs> <laughs> it, was if it was as if time had stopped, like in Bernard's watch. <laughs> in that moment, we all knew that we were through the looking glass. Now it was Kelly Brookside's face's turn to go bright red. She climbed slowly to her feet, shaking with pure, unbridled rage. She looked down at her hands, they were covered in mud. She wiped them on her ass. I got a brasser. Ryan stammered a feeble apology. Um, sorry, Kelly Brookside. She shoved two fingers down his throat. He screamed, then vomited all over her hand and arm. The sight and smell of Ryan's sick triggered Kelly Brookside's gag reflex, and she threw up all over Ryan's already balding bonce. I took this opportunity to leap on, leap on Barry Adams. I was still really pissed off that he'd polished off the Baileys before I could have any. I hung from his neck, and the shock must have opened his throat valve. I'm not a doctor. Because the Baileys erupted from his mouth in a huge arc and landed on Jimmy Gibbon's face. Some went in his mouth. Jimmy Gibbon fell backwards, and as he fell, he vomited like an escaped garden hose. He collided with the tent, tearing it to the ground, covering it in bright green sick. I vomited as well. Stop this! A booming voice rang out. We all stopped, except Barry, who was still pretty full of Baileys. He bent over and released it as quietly as possible, while Fat Ron spoke. This is truly a terrible sight. Go home. You did not heed my warning. He was right. Our dinner was ruined by sick. 
When I got home, I nicked a bottle of gin from my mum's bedside cabinet, she was in the bathroom giving herself a Brazilian, and drunk it alone in my room. I then tried to have a wank, but I fell asleep halfway through. Thus concludes that chapter of my autobiography. <laughs> Right, it's now time for the big crass finale. We're going to try the pork luncheon meat. Well, well you're going to try. Oh, goodness. The munchin mun 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 the thing. Call it the munchin leak. The munchin. Come on. Oh, God, it's tricky, right? Oh, there we go. Right, and then pull it back. Look. <laughs> There's a tiny bit peeking out through the top, listeners. Christ. Do you know what? I'm slightly regretting this. You're slightly regretting this. Well, yeah, I've got to try it. You won't try it. Oh, so look at that. Have... It's just this horrible pink lump. <laughs> just been hit by the smell. <laughs> <laughs> you have only got yourself to blame. Okay, I can eat this now, yeah? I'm not going to get it sick. I don't have to cook it. Don't want to smell it? Nope. I want to avoid it. I'm going to try a tiny bit. Oh, it's so soft, listeners. <laughs> oh, the fork's just going through it like sort of fingernails oh, through scrunch. Oh, God, it's just goo. Oh, George, what have I done? <laughs> you've made a mistake, my friend. That's what you've done. I can't eat this. It should stay on there. It's some... Go on. There we go. It's in the mouth. Oh, it's absolutely fucking vile. Of course it is. Of course it is. Oh, God. It tastes like... It doesn't taste of pork. No. Oh, Christ, George. <laughs> That's actually worse than I thought it was going to be. Oh, God. Blimey, Charlie O'Reilly. Well, that's the end of our special uh, in-person episode of Crass. It's a bit of a downbeat ending <laughs> again, isn't it? Why do we always have downbeat endings? Because we're so... Well, it was good. It's a good one. It's a good I've... one. We played a record. I ate some horrible things. You know, great. It's a good one. The dog is uh, sitting under this table because really like, he some. wants some. Really wants some. It's horrible, really mate. It's really some. vile. He'll he won't care. It didn't say I'm, you must be able to eat. Yeah, it. it's got to be ready to eat. Sure, surely. That's lunch in me, isn't it? The people who buy that the do not suggestion. It's yeah. all like nicely folded. You couldn't fold that. It's <laughs> a big lump of goo. <laughs> you should try and fold it. <laughs> no, um, yeah, the people who buy stuff like that. Regularly, yeah. probably don't want to cook stuff. Oh, I'm not cooking. Sup it out of the box. Yeah. Sup it out of the can. <laughs> yeah, lovely. Well, um, that's it, listeners. Um, you can find us on Twitter uh, at the Crass Podcast, and you can email us stuff if you want to uh, at crasspodcast at gmail dot com. <laughs> 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 Um, you find me on Twitter at Bumbledoon. That's Bumbledoon. You fucking <laughs> Steve. Bumbledoon. Oh, you've heard it before. Who cares? Do it again. Do it again. Bumbledoon. Bumbledoon. And you can find me on Twitter at Jorge Walsh. That's <laughs> at Jorge Walsh. No, no G's and E's. It's been a weird one. It's been a bit of a. It's a bit like a, a end of school uh, vibes today, isn't it? We're all a bit yeah. sort of. <laughs> then reality will hit that we've got six more <laughs> exactly. of these to do. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll see you, listeners. Tata. Bye. Bye.
this country. Press one and you've got it. Um, I was talking about Simple Simon Says. Please, I've just been spinning around, I've gone busy. Yes, here. no, you're right. I no. should have a chair, really. Here we are. What was the first line of that? Was it Tintin's gone, we're on our way. Batman says, here we... You don't want to know, do you? No, that's why it didn't get anywhere. Hey, stop what? it! What? Fortnite, what? Oh, not Fortnite, that can't be right. What? That cannot be right at 499. Do you want me to check? Well, it can't be right, can it? Well, well, I'll tell you what it would give. It would give the impression that what you're wearing is tat. But this is... You couldn't... Uh, for, now it's fabulous. At uh, 499, I mean, what can you... Well, you can't. Be honest at home, at that price, for under a fiver. For an, and, I mean, keep out the wind, the rain. Have you got the wind still? Oh, I've got... Hey, lots of problems here's there. the thing. At 4 99 now, I've got a problem, Uncle Pete, and I'm glad you came in here. Because at this price, you just switched on, you look at that and you think, well, that's not got to... That'll be a bit of rubbish. That'll, I won't even want it. The price does not reflect the quality that you're buying.